in Western Minnesota, what we had is that we had a family and that family passed away, the entire family. And they had a carbon monoxide detector in the home and they didn't have batteries in the carbon monoxide detector. And that's what ended up killing them because had they had their batteries in the carbon monoxide detector, it would have went off and would have saved that family of five is what I believe it was out of Moorhead, Minnesota. Welcome to the Lion's Den, hosted by Lance Bachman. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Den. We have William Shark here, whom he's the owner of Neighborhood Home Services. But that's really not why he's coming on the Den to talk about how he grew his home service business. William actually lost his son, Keith William Shirk, at the age of 21, the carbon monoxide. Years ago, it's his, everything he has now and everything he puts into life is to make sure other children don't die the same way as your son. William, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. And then why is this different? Like I told my wife and I told you, I was actually looking forward to today's interview. Yeah, it's a... Uh... I was looking forward to it too, a little nervous. I have to admit that, but nah, don't be. You're a good looking guy. You speak well. You're golden, brother. You, don't worry about that. Thank you. I so, that. <laughs> so let's jump into this, William. You, you've been a client of ours for some years now. You have a company. It's been growing. Let's talk about what made you get into the home services. I'm going to kind of talk about your journey through that, and then we're going to get to the meat and potatoes of your son and what your nonprofit is and what we're trying to do here. How, how about we talk about that? Is that cool? Yes, yes, absolutely. Tell everybody who you are real fast. Um, well, uh, the business started back in 1947. Uh, my grandfather started it, and then my dad took it over in 1960, and then I took it over in 1992. And then now my daughter is kind of running the day-to-day business part of it. So it's a fourth generation is what it is. Well, I got to ask, how does your daughter like being in the business? Because right home services kind of, and, and there's a lot of women in it now, so I'm not putting a stigma. So go ahead. Oh, uh, she absolutely loves it. Uh, she made her mind up uh, shortly after Keith had passed away uh, that she wanted to take the business over. And she just went uh, full balls to the walls to get it done. And uh, she uh, impresses me every day and makes me proud. So let's talk about your son, Keith, right? So you reached out to me. Um, you thought I didn't respond. You know, we could talk about that. Hell, check your spam folder, right? Everybody check your spam folder. Right. Um, you wrote me a very emotional email. I mean, and your message is important. And you know, because you don't seem like a soft man by any imagination. Um, can you talk me going through that process of, hey, listen, I want to go in the lines, then spread the word and why it's so important. And once again, like I told you a few months back, sorry about missing the email. Um, well, um, what happened and what got me into this was uh, back in 2004, when he was 21, um, he had... Uh, passed away, and uh, when they found him, um, he was just sleeping like he normally was, and uh, they uh, did an autopsy on him, um, and it came back that they didn't know what 
actually happened uh, to him. And uh, at the time, I was really grief stricken and I couldn't even think. And this was his uh, one of his first places to be out on his own. You know, he was breaking away from dad is what he was doing. And so he decided that he would go ahead and build his uh, a basement uh, bedroom and he surrounded that around a furnace. And so never thought about it. A year went by, uh, everything came back that they didn't know what had happened. Uh, it was an unexplained death. And then uh, got together with uh, his friends, um, the family members, and we really talked about the symptoms that he had ahead of time, uh, dizziness, uh, he had been having some stomach problems, things like that, and it all pointed towards carbon monoxide, uh, which I have to tell you killed me, Lance, because here I am in the heating and air business, and this was a possibility. So we then went ahead and um, had a second um, person to take a look at the autopsy. Uh, we found out that back in 2004, they did not check for carbon monoxide poisoning. And so they went ahead and checked everything. And they said that they couldn't rule that out but the only way that they would be able to know is if they were to exhume him and check him out. And we you know, knew nothing bad had happened to him. And that was the most likely cause per the uh, person that did the second autopsy, as well as all of us as well. It was the most explainable of why he had passed away. And that's really, that was the start of me wanting to get into it, but I didn't know how to get into it or what to do at that point. Um, still real grief stricken at this point. That was Explain about to our viewers what carbon monoxide is real fast before you jump into it. Because some people might be like, what's carbon monoxide? Okay. Uh, what carbon monoxide is, is that the way that carbon monoxide is produced is from a flame and that's anything that burns a flame. And when a flame reburns the oxygen, it creates carbon monoxide. So anything uh, from your generators to cars, uh, to uh, gas fireplaces, fuel oil burners, Anything that has a flame, including your stove, your oven, everything can produce carbon monoxide uh, and put it into your house. And I guess my question is, can I see that picture of Keith, that handsome boy, 21 years of age, right next to you? Absolutely. There he is. Good looking kid. Sorry for Absolutely. your loss. Very sorry. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, let's talk about how we can help other people. Because, you know, I have a 30-year-old son. We talked about that. I have three other sons. Couldn't imagine what you're going through, um, what you've been through. How do you? How do people go about making sure that this doesn't happen to them? People always talk about fire alarms, right? 
I mean, do a lot of people die of carbon monoxide? Is this just a one-off? I mean, can you kind of talk to me about that? And not saying your son's death is a one-off that by any means, is it right. not the minority? Because more people seem to worry about fires. I mean, can you kind of explain that or do you know? That's a real interesting thing that you're asking on that because uh, I just watched a program and they were talking about the importance of having your furnace checked and safety and things. And what they forgot to talk about was carbon monoxide. Uh, they said, make sure that you have your uh, unit checked by a professional, have it serviced every year. Uh, make sure that you have a smoke detector and they forgot that. But here recently uh, in Western Minnesota, what we had is that we had a family and that family passed away, the entire family. And they had a carbon monoxide detector in the home and they didn't have batteries in the carbon monoxide detector. And that's what ended up killing them because had they had their batteries in the carbon monoxide detector, it would have went off and would have saved that family of five is what I believe it was out of Moorhead, Minnesota. And that's just this year. And we end up with uh, around 60 deaths a year uh, from carbon monoxide poisoning is what we end up with. Um, now that doesn't include anybody that would have self-inflicted themselves or anything. These are accidental deaths is what it is. If you like this content and you're trying to grow your business, follow me at Lance Bachman and Lance Bachman Digital on Facebook, LFG, time to grow. Um, what a person needs to do is uh, just the same thing uh, that you do with your smoke detectors is you want to go ahead and push that button on there uh, and you want to go ahead and change the batteries on them. And then each one of them has an expiration date on them. And you want to check that expiration date. And they last 10 years. That is the expiration of it. So if you've got one and it's sitting there looking all yellow, it probably is time that you change it. And when should you do that? Daylight savings time when it starts, daylight savings time when it ends, so that you're giving that a check twice a year to make sure. Now, you know, let's talk about this on the final word, because I think it's important. You know, you got, uh, not even on the final word, let's get into that. You now have raised money, batteries, you take them to homeless shelters, you take them. Can you talk about what your why? We know your why. So tell me how you're helping save lives and what you're doing. So people that want to donate, we'll talk about how they can on the final floor, but talk about what you're doing, how you're impacting. I think it's pretty amazing. Um, well, what happened is, is that uh, we had uh, in where one of our shops are, uh, we had a death of two women and a dog and totally preventable. They did not have a carbon dioxide detector. And, I went out and I actually knocked on doors and went to all my fellow business people and tried to get uh, donations. And then I uh, donate. I, I uh, had two uh, home shows trying to get the word out there. Uh, really didn't do very good on that and uh, ended up 
bringing that to the local food shelf. And when I went to the local food shelf, this was the time that they had ever had a carbon monoxide detector donated to them. And then I was curious, I was like, well, what do you got for batteries? And they said, well, we have no batteries. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. So here you have sustaining life, food and everything else, but you don't have a battery. So uh, that was my very first year. And then from there, I went ahead and I just started contacting food shelves throughout central Minnesota. And I found that there was not one. I never found one place that had carbon monoxide detectors or batteries. And you're looking at a nine volt battery. Uh, if you go to a, a, a gas station buy a nine volt battery, you're probably about a half a pack of cigarettes or whatever, five bucks or so on it. And so this person that doesn't have any money has got to choose between maybe buying uh, some food or buying a nine volt battery. It, 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 it really just made me sad. And that's what got me into it, Lance. And I said, you know, I'm going to make a difference. And then ballpark there, now, huh? go ahead. No, no, from ballpark now you start there to how many batteries and how many carbon monoxide. How many out here, William? Carbon monoxide. How many have you raised and given out? Oh, that's a good question. Um, ballpark. In, well, this year I'm up to pretty close to 2,800 of them uh, this year alone. Uh, in 2019, we were at 2,070 is what we ended up giving away on that year. And then um, 600, 400, 300. And the first year was only about 60 to that very first one. Um, I'm hoping to get up into close to 3,000 uh, this year is what and I'm And what do they to. cost each one, ballpark? Um, you're going to pay right uh, around that. 40 some dollars to $70, uh, depending on what you get on there. Um, I really shopped around. Um, I had Kitta. Uh, they went ahead and uh, they sold them to me for $30 a piece is what they were. And then um, that I just shopped and shopped and shopped so I could get as many as I could. But it, and, and you can get them for as low as around $26, $27. And you're not paying people. You're doing this all out of your own pocket. This isn't like a nonprofit that you're paying salaries out of. You take every nickel and you put it back in. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we had a whole bunch of people that had donated. Uh, if you don't mind, I kind of made a list. Uh, that was all of the different companies that went ahead and gave either um, cash, um, like you guys did, we really appreciate that. Uh, some people gave products so that I could sell their products, um, just all kinds of things. And then of course, uh, we went ahead and gave as well on that. And then um, 
the ordering and everything that takes a lot of work, believe it or not, to, to coordinate oh, all. Right. The but then it's fun. But then also there is a reminder of my son in there. So, you know, it, it has some sadness as well to it. You know, let's talk about that. You know, you said it's fun, but there is sadness, but you're doing it so other people don't feel the pain you have, I'm assuming. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, boy, everybody wants to go back and change something in their life if they could. And I have to tell you, Lance, that there's a lot of guilt that a person goes through in that, you know, that here I was in the business. I know about carbon monoxide poisoning, but he's a young man and I'm giving him his space. And I wish so bad that I would have, you know, really went in there and made sure that he was protected by the carbon monoxide uh, safety detector. And the, the strange part about this is, is now that I'm a grandfather, um, I talk to a lot of my friends. And so then they go to their kids and then they check out their kids' carbon monoxide detectors. And what are they finding? There's no batteries in them. They're perfectly good, but they took the battery out because it made a noise or something wasn't there. And so I'm finding that a lot. I'll, I'll tell you this, doing it. I know you live with guilt and no words could ever help what you're going through and what you've been through. But I will tell you this, you know, I actually was afraid to let my son play football because in case he got hurt, right? And I was afraid of, and breaking his neck and someone one of my friends danny said to me like people die driving in cars every day lance or accidents like things ha like you just can't protect your child from and i know that guilt is eating some you can't take that with you every day and i hope you know that because like just i truly believe in god and i truly believe god come calls someone you're going i mean this he's going to figure out the way he wants to take you hopefully at least painful and god's going to call you i mean i just it, when I, I had that conversation because I, I would feel guilty just like you do, but you got to understand, like, you can't protect people from everything. I know it's your son. I'm sorry, but you, can, you can't walk around the rest of your life thinking that way. Oh, no. Uh, you're 100% correct on that. Uh, that isn't something that uh, would consume me uh, on a regular basis at all. Um, it's more when I'm doing this drive uh, at that point, yeah. you know, because I'm, I'm really into the drive. And so then I'm thinking about it and, you know, I'm doing this and I'm thinking about my son. And then that drives me to do even more is what it does, because I don't want any parent well, I want to try to stop a parent from having to go through this. And, you know, that's why I was able to raise over 2,700 units. Uh, that's what drives me to do it. Um, and you're giving most of these out during what time of the year? What time of the year are you giving these out most of them? 
throughout the oh, whole year? No. Uh, I started this in um, uh, November uh, during the giving season because that was the best time. You get into the Christmas and the, and the Thanksgiving, and that's the giving time is what it is. So I hit people up then. And then I take and get all of the carbon monoxide detectors. I got my last donation today that brought me up over that uh, 2,700 mark. And then now what I'll do, I've already made arrangements with uh, different uh, food shelves, charities, and uh, churches. And then I'll start distributing them is what I'll do at that point. Um, and so then uh, I wish I was a little bit sooner, but <clears throat> to be honest with you, uh, and quite frank, people just don't give as much as they do during the holiday season. It's the best time to, to go about doing a drive. Um, it, people, it is giving so I, I'm going to make this easy for you, you know, William, one SEO is going to double our donation to you last year. I think last year we gave you 100. This year we're going to give you 200 for the first ones. So wow. we can put that off into it. You know, as a father of four, you know, it's, it's, it's just, I'm truly sorry. So we're going to donate 200 to you for, for the first off of this year for you. So when you start this year, you can already tell people you have 200 in the bank for one SEO, ready to go. Let's see if we can get you at 3,000 mark. How's that sound? Wow, that's that that is amazing. That really is. I thank now, you very much. On the final roar, if somebody does want to reach out to you and donate and help out, how would they do that? Um, they could reach me at uh, WMSHERK at the number four neighborhood.com. But um what I would rather see is go and go to your local charity, your local church, your local food shelf that's in your area and donate, give to that because they are going to need it. And most importantly is go and check the people that are closest to you and make sure that theirs are working and that they've tested it and don't assume that the young person who you maybe know or don't know uh, knows enough to have it I'd rather see people donate that way to their local area and help out that if you want to help me that's fine but I'd rather see it go somewhere else because you know Wherever we can get them out, I don't care if you're in Philadelphia, L.A., uh, New York, wherever it is. If you go to the charities, you'll find out there are none to be had. So if you give to them, you might be saving a life, and that life may be closer than you think. Well, William, thank you for being on the den. I'm truly sorry for your son Keith's loss, and it's amazing what you're doing. And we're proud to be part of it. And you have a great message and keep doing what you're doing. You know, thank you for everything. No, thank you, Lance. I appreciate it. If we can get this out and just help one family, it's so worth it. Thank right. you. I agree with you. I look forward to it. 